1: Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. So normally um, the way I run my life and part of the reason my brain's about to explode is I'm like, oh, to disappoint anyone, even slightly, including by being late, is to die essentially. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, and so, you know, let's uh, let's avoid doing that as best we can. Uh, and so, uh, the pain I felt, Shag, in saying, oh, I'm so sorry, friend of nearly three decades, would it ruin your day to start 30 minutes late recording? And then also, I had a commitment afterwards that I asked to be 15 minutes late, which really ripped my heart from my soul. So, I'm growing, Shag. We're, uh, we're progressing
0: through this journey. Look, Peach, you're a people pleaser. Mm. You're definitely someone who does that in your life, but also in the art you make as well. And I think that can be... I think there's a fine line, all right? Let, 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 let me explain. Okay, mm. so outside of this, I... Uh, like, outside of Spooker, amongst other things, I do DJing. And I'm not, like, a name DJ, but I, like, I DJ at places. Mm. Sometimes I DJ at weddings. And there's always a fine line between... Doing what oh, yes. you know is right and good, but also DJing for the crowd. Yes. And the pointy end of that fine line... God, I don't know if that metaphor no, still no, no, carries. No, I'm with you. The finest you see what part I mean, of the line, Babs. Is, is when... Yeah, the, 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 the sharpest, sheerest part of that line yep. is when somebody comes up to you and, and makes a request. And sometimes people are really feeling what you're doing and have something that add to it. And I like to, you know, I do like to, like, I'm not the sort of DJ that's like, I don't take any requests. Of course I do, if it makes sense for what I'm doing. Mm. And it also adds to what I'm doing. Maybe it's something I didn't even think about. Maybe they're on the vibe and they're like, hey, I love this song. Have you ever thought of putting it with this song? And it's kind of like, yes, I love that, right? But then other times people will be like, they'll just come up and be like, oh, can I request a song? And you'll be like, oh yeah, if it works. And they're like, oh, okay, um hmm <laughs> um, like they actually oh, do oh they just that. Want the
1: power trip of like yeah. now, now that I know I can request a song I'm going to request
0: one they're like I am used to listening to Spotify so listening to a DJ at a wedding or at a club or whatever should be the exact same experience right at, like it's at, that at the
1: wedding is there like status that comes in of like hey I just got married literally today would it be okay if you fucking played a song Totally. I yeah, of totally of
0: course and like <laughs> wedding DJing is a, is a whole other thing but yes yeah, okay. or like and I don't Love doing it, but also it pays really well. But it is one of those things where it's like at a wedding, anything goes. And if the bride and groom want anything, of course. But if you're just like some awful drunk dude on the dance floor, that's like, hey, like you know, there there are levels of requests. Shag
1: this segs perfectly fuck I'm in the shag seat of like you saying something that I'm like this links up perfectly with what I wanted to talk about I'm on my musicals journey shag as well as my horror movie journey Um, and I went and saw an extremely high quality performance of we will rock you. (laughs) <laughs> the musical based on Queen. Um, and on paper, it is the worst musical ever written. And the reason for that is there are any number of reasons. This particular performance was fucking magical and transported me to other dimensions. Uh, including because a number of uh, golden children were in it and because it was the final performance of like, other performers in there. And so it was a very moving experience for like personal reasons and the amount of effort placed in it and all that sort of thing. But they were extremely good, brilliant performers working with trash raw materials, notwithstanding the fact that Queen has some reasonably good songs that have sort of really penetrated the zeitgeist. And there are actually like seven or eight Queen songs that are like, oh, yeah, fuck, it's not just... We are the champions and Wayne's Mm. World. Mm. Like it goes, it goes very slightly beyond that. Like stuff like under pressure and the like another one bites the dust and stuff like that. You know, you know, all this better than me. But I'm talking about crowd pleasing. Musicals, right? Like literally, the, like the final, like the way Ben Elton's written this thing is like, oh, I called the like rebel group the Bohemians, and they were reaching for their rhapsody, but we didn't even hear the song. Now that we've done the encore, do you want another <laughs> encore of just playing that song? <laughs> and I'm like, like, the, the, <laughs> like you just sort of like transported out. Like it, it's just the worst Ben Elton writing that tacked onto some good Queen songs. But I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah. The genre of musical is called jukebox musical. Right. So you and I might write a musical and write some new songs that fit into the story we're writing. That's a more traditional way to do it. The alternate way is to write a jukebox musical, to go to the jukebox, pick some songs you like, be like, great, I want a musical with these songs. How am I gonna like stitch all this together? How am I gonna glue it all together? And the answer is it's very difficult. But what I'm coming to, Shag, is that for a hundred episodes or so here, we spoke a lot about Drake. Um, having a sort of a dominant role. And I feel like it's only Drake's disc- discography and contemporary artists that you could really turn into a like jukebox musical. Am I might like this very like Kanye, I imagine, but we're not talking about Kanye no, anymore.
0: Like, no, ooh. Taylor Swift, I suppose. I think Taylor Swift, absolutely, you could do a jukebox musical about Taylor
1: Swift. But probably absolutely. like it'd be like six songs from 1989, I imagine. Then the Romeo and Juliet one, then never ever.
0: Peach, you've got to understand, we're, like, a little bit older. I'm too old, yes, of course. To understand how much her music has, like, penetrated the minds of, like, the Zuma generation. Yeah, okay. You know, there's, like, like three or four albums of stuff. Like, you know, the fact that All Too Well, they just re-recorded it with more lyrics, and it ended up, I think, winning Grammys, topping (laughs) charts. Like, you know, like, and All Too Well wasn't even a single from... Red or whatever record it was from. Yep. But yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I hear what you mean. Mm. I think it's interesting as well because, I mean, look, this is, again, this is, was a very long seggy-weggy way, right? Yep. But where I wanted to go with this, and again, mm. we're always on the same page. I kind of love this. I want to talk about mm. in future episodes Yes. the weirdness about how we're always on the same page. Should we circle back to that, Shag? Are we going <laughs> we're to we're circle all, back? Yes. Circle- <laughs> Beach, we'll we'll touch base on that in uh fi- <laughs> We'll In get the future episodes, for that one. Be good. I mean, the fact that we're on a Zoom call for this, you know, <laughs> makes that extra low. But okay, no, the reason why I want to talk about this is because mm. it's like people pleasing is the right term, right? Mm. You know, jukebox musicals—it's all about giving the audience exactly what they want. But you can't just give people what they want. Yes. Not only because sometimes that's not necessarily what they want because they don't know what they want, but sometimes it's to your point—it's just this weird sort of oh, I'm just going to give a suggestion, but it's kind of like. It, it, the, it was all about giving, it was that person just wanted to make a suggestion. They didn't necessarily uh, have an end point in mind, right? Yeah. And it, it's the same for my, you know, my point about those people who come up and ask to request a song, but then don't even know what the fuck they want. You know what? Sometimes they even go, they're like, hey, can I request something? And I'm like, look, if it works and fits his vibe totally. And then they go, oh, cool. What have you got? And it's like, what? Oh, <laughs> I have like pretty much every song ever made. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe have a, maybe, maybe have a thing.
1: Do you like Paul but... Simon's Graceland? Like what's your like, <laughs>
0: playing <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing mm. for when people know we have a podcast, right? Yes. Th- there's a lot of people who definitely don't listen to Spooko but mm. make suggestions They're like, have you done this movie? And it's like, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> like uh, I-, I don't necessarily take those as seriously <laughs> yeah. as I would when someone who actually listens to the show and is like, hey, I really want to hear this, right? Like, there's levels of requests. Yeah, Feel Bad
1: Club gets prioritised. I'm down for that.
0: <clears throat> anyway, I get that you're a people pleaser, so you had to pass this on. Yeah. But there's like a little bit of a groan when you send me a message of being like, by the way, Workmate wanted to s- suggest this movie. And I like I, the the Workmate thing, like, I get it because they're like, oh, you've got put- to about horror films do you have you covered this mm. sort of thing it's more about their knowledge often rather than it is about they have paid attention to the show so you, yes. you were like my workmate suggested this movie you don't have to cover it if you don't want to but you know check it out if you want and it pains me to say that it's one of the best horror films i've seen in the last decade and I'm sorry to do this again and set the expectations like sky Fuck high. Shit, we just
1: came off. Our, like we jinxed ourselves for our shit I know, to go I know.
0: I know. I didn't want to do this, but this, this movie's like, it's perfect. I, I, guess I don't the know Drake what else to say. called
1: Look What You Made Me Do. Like I think, <laughs> and I think this episode can be called that too. All
0: right. Today, Peach, we are doing the 2020 psychological supernatural horror film called the Night House, as requested by one of your workmen.
1: No, like, do I. Oh, in fact, Hugh doesn't listen to this.
0: Hugh's yeah, a exactly. Alleged, he doesn't even Hugh, listen. I love you. Thank <laughs> but, you but he for requested it, this. but he doesn't even listen. Like, that's my point. It <gasps> pisses me off, but it's so good. Anyway, let's go.
1: He, well, the message is we love you, Hugh. Well, that's, that's <laughs> my message.
0: <laughs> do you guys believe in ghosts? I think there's something in my house. <laughs>
1: Fuck, I'm so bad with actor names. Is this an actor that we love and know well, his name I can't remember? Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, yes, her name is Rebecca Hall, and she
1: rules. Yes.
0: My husband took the boat out on the lake. He took a, a handgun that I didn't even know that we owned, and...
1: <gasps> did he leave a note? He did.
0: You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. You said you were safe? Safe from what?
1: It's my turn to jinx us, right? I'm like, <laughs> there's no way this episode can be anything other than perfect. Like, that's a this is this is why this is another reason why this podcast exists. And I'm like, Shag, you must tell me what happens in the lake house. Luckily, we've got a podcast with a pretty established rhythm where you're just about to tell me what happens. It's exciting.
0: This should be another classics episode because we start <laughs> with an intro that's not really about a lot, but it's mm. just us sharing experiences. Mm. But then we finish with a thrilling wikipedia synopsis Ugh. of a horror film that may have been too scary for you to sit down and watch by yourself.
1: We really circle it back on this episode. It's
0: good <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> All right. Okay, so as as you quite rightly pointed out in the trailer, mm. it stars an actor, one of those actors who you just know but don't know the name. I'm going to mm. tell you it's Rebecca Hall. Has one of those really like 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 a great CV on paper but also potentially frustrating because has been in a lot of films or beginnings of franchises that could have been big but never quite were. I almost think the
1: opposite. This is someone who probably is not especially poor as a result of their acting talent but could also go get a coffee down at a local coffee shop without people screaming in their face.
0: You know what? You know what? That's a good point. And Mm. most recently, we spoke of her insanely good work in the 2022 film Resurrection, oh, the in, which, oh, yeah, okay. in which Tim Roth may or may not have eaten her baby. So, oh, God. this was two years beforehand, and this is maybe a better, more thrilling film than Resurrection. Oh, I'm just sick. putting that out there. Let's get it.
1: Let's do this. Thank you, Hugh, who we like. <laughs> Who and doesn't listen to, but, 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 but like, i my point. Well, <laughs> liked, yeah, this, people, this is
0: coming back to the people plays a point, right?
1: <laughs> oh, Hugh, we love you. Like, I love you, Hugh.
0: It's no shade. <laughs> uh, that's uh, My point is when people who don't even listen to the pod suggest a film oh, and I it turns out to be good, it's a little bit frustrating. I don't have
1: an argument against what you're saying. <laughs> I, just, like, I just like you, Hugh. Hugh, we're not dunking on you. We love you. Well, I do. Shag's never met, but he would.
0: I don't like, look, I don't know you, but you know what you're talking about. Mm. You picked a very nondescript film that I think a lot of people would overlook and in fact have because its box office takings were pretty tiny mm. and found that diamond in the rough. Like, speaking of, I want to, mm. like, before we even keep going with this synopsis, yep. I bet you didn't even think twice when you heard the name The Nighthouse, right?
1: I thought of the Keanu Reeves, uh, Sandra Bullock romantic comedy, The Lake House, when I heard
0: but, it. But but that's my point, right? Mm. Actually, think about it. What is a nighthouse?
1: Magic. Yep, I'm about it. Do you
0: know what I mean? Like mm. it's it's hiding in plain sight. I was even like, oh, it's the nighthouse, you know. But it's not. <laughs> There's no such thing as a nighthouse. Yep. It's such a clever title. Anyway, Jag- let's go. All right.
1: Fuck all this right. episode just keeps getting
0: closer. Than the point.
1: <laughs> I wonder how we're going to fuck this one
0: up. <laughs> so, well, it, it's another film about suicide. So let's see. I don't, mm. I don't mean them to all be about death by suicide, but this is another film about that. But anyway, yeah, look. like
1: we did get into. Yeah, okay. Like I yeah. personally, I'm just going to have to be a little bit more chill about like what. what, what yeah, okay. Cool, I, I, you know it. what?
0: I looked into the media guidelines about like speaking. Yep. A, about it Because it's really tough when it's these fictional films that are mm. centred around it. And yes, I will do the same. I will do the same. Absolutely. Okay. But okay. So Beth, played by Rebecca Hall, mm. has just lost her husband, Owen, to suicide. Mm. And what's amazing about how we find out about this is there's probably 10 minutes of Beth trying to go about her life living in this big, cold, empty lake house mm. before- we see her at work. She's a school teacher. And this very entitled mother comes in. And, you know, as a father, you now you now know from both sides, number one, how much you will always take your kid's side. But number two, how you never want to be one of those parents yep. who's, like, a total dick about it. Yeah, like,
1: hey, could you just do right by my kid? Like,
0: I'm cool, right? I'm still cool. <laughs> so, so, this mom comes in mm. and she's basically like... My son got a C. Why the fuck did he get a C? <laughs> nice. And she's like, oh, well, there was this exam that he was supposed to do and he didn't do. And the mum's like, yeah, but he he was told he could make it up on the final day of school. And Beth's like, yeah, look, I couldn't be there. It was a personal matter. And the mum's like, well, we've all got personal matters, but the fact remains my son doesn't deserve his see." And so Beth is then like, oh, okay, well, the day before that day, my husband went out on the boat, took a gun that I didn't even know we had, and shot himself in the head, right through the mouth. Pop. And so you can probably see why it kind of doesn't matter whether your son got a sea or not. Mm. And like it's just the coolest scene. And it's the best way to not only find out what's going on mm. in her life but what's going on in her head because she is not that prototypical horror victim in which i use this term a lot but she's not the proxy for the audience where mm. she's scared of all the things happening around her as we're scared mm. she's actually like she's just lost her husband and she wants to know what the fuck's going on anyway
1: i feel like look i don't want to grief shame but i feel like what you go is like yeah i'll give her a fucking give him a fucking I i don't give a fuck
0: <laughs> but she like, does. Like, yeah, but,
1: oh, okay, she does that. But okay, she's good. like,
0: she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll change it. I'll give him a B. I love <laughs> it how you're like, oh, I think the kid still deserves this. <laughs> this is how she should grieve. <laughs> I'm a white person whose spouse is alive, a white
1: man whose spouse is alive, and here's how she should be grieving.
0: Anyway, anyway, so she has lost her husband to suicide. They live in this beautiful architecturally designed lake house, and we know it was you know, architecturally designed because he was an architect and that's important Mm. for what's going to happen during this film.
1: I can't wait for the double. Yeah. Like we haven't really done many doppelganger movies. I'm pretty excited.
0: And within 30 minutes, there was like a cool mystery. And by the end of it, it was, it wasn't until the very final reveal. I had any fucking idea what was going to happen. It's so good. I've got to stop doing that. It's like, it's, (laughs) you might like this film anyway. All right. Okay. Devastated. She spends her nights drinking and going through Owen's belongings. She I tries of that.
1: to No, grief frame to that.
0: She tries to appear I love that you're you're now policing how she's <laughs> yeah. grieving. She tries to appear stable and in control. And what's uh, sorry, and what's really interesting about this? Mm. This is in the very immediate aftermath. Like it happened like last week or uh, a couple of weeks ago. I this don't is not that. like
1: she should be on leave. Mm.
0: Like she is very much in the eye of the storm right now. She tries to appear stable and in control, but her friend Claire and neighbor Mel, Claire is a woman, Mel is a dude, are concerned for her. Mm. Owen's ominous suicide note, which reads, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. Perplexes her. And also pisses her off because she expected a like, your loving husband, or I love you forever, or I'm so sorry. It's nothing. It's just you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. She begins to suffer from strange supernatural events at night. And at first, it involves the sound system just turning on in the house downstairs Mm -hmm. and hearing voices. At one point, she gets a message from Owen that says, don't be afraid come downstairs, (laughs) right? And then, like, tries to call back and just gets sort of weird static, right? But then she always wakes up. It's always kind of a dream. Mm. She has these experiences, but then she wakes up and it's like, was it a dream? Did it happen? I don't know. Mm. So she's suffering from these strange supernatural events Mm. and she's still going through Owen's stuff. Mm. And when she's going through Owen's stuff, remember he's an architect, Mm. she finds a floor plan for the house, but then finds another floor plan that just says reverse floor plan, and it's the same floor plan for the house, and it's completely opposite. Can I do and- an architect
1: check or an architect? Um, <laughs> like, I feel like there's zero chance that any architect would ever do an identical house in reverse. Like, because an architect, like, the nature of it is it's a bespoke professional thing to do, right? And so you're always working with your terrain, and so things like windows will be based on... Um, directions and the way sun travels. And so if you're flipping a house around, all the very smart things you do for light and heat to be distributed through the house just gets fucked up.
0: So um, this is what's so clever about this, right? Because it's subtly creepy without having a clear explanation of why it's creepy. And what's cool is as she goes more through his book, because she's like, that's a bit weird. She Mm -hmm. keeps going. She finds plants for mazes. And she finds this weird word that she's never seen before. And I think there's a phrase. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like, trick it, don't let it win. Something like that. Anyway, one night as she's going through his phone, she (laughs) discovers a photo of a woman and she's like, oh, he took like a really nice candid photo of me. And then the more she looks at it, she's like, Wait, hang on, that's not me. That looks a lot like me, but it's not me. And it's just a candid photo of a woman in a bookshop. And she suspects Owen was having an affair. After a night out with Claire, her friend, Mm. a drunken Beth reveals that she had been clinically dead for four minutes after a car accident years ago. Because Beth is like, like, who knows what the fuck Mm. his note meant? And she's like, no, 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 no. I know what it meant because he knew that I died for four minutes. And he always argued that there has to be something when we die. And I was- I was always like, I was dead for four minutes. There was nothing. And if you remember his note, you were right. There yeah, nothing. there was nothing there. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Owen had always disagreed with this and was close to changing her mind before he died. Fuck, I hate men. Like, sorry, just that, like,
1: no- like, that's not your experience. Like, <laughs> like, like, is it, like Owen is, <laughs> Owen's character is a great argument for men to make no content, just to take 50 years off to just fucking chill and let's have no male creators for 50 years. Uh, like Shag, it might like it might get awkward for you and I if our no no male creators campaign really takes off.
0: I mean, what are we? The, are we creators? We're like commentators. We're like we we just we just We're exist in the and discourse. Wants, Shag, is what we are. <laughs> 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 yeah, cool. We're
1: connoisseurs.
0: <clears throat> anyway, okay.
1: Yeah, no male creators. Fifty years off. Let's do it. Hashtag fifty years off.
0: Beth says that when she suffered from depression a year ago, Owen began sleepwalking and she thought she had passed her negative emotions to him. And that's potentially why he died by suicide. That yeah. night-
1: You're Probably a gaslighting husband is well. Yeah, anyway, fucking-
0: That night, she is awakened by a supernatural presence and witnesses several frightened women fleeing through the woods and jumping into the lake.
1: Fucking- Terrifying. Yep. Let's terrifying.
0: Do it. Right. Mm. She follows them mm. and finds blood on the boat where Owen shot himself and feels an invisible presence. Oh, yeah, okay. At this point, she's like, if you're here, let me know. She closes her eyes. She opens her eyes and she sees the bloody footprints on the pier leading up to her. <laughs> so, I think the thing is, it's like, this is creepy. Mm. But For her, something weird's happening, but this is Owen. She can hear this voice kind of talking to her. And so she's like, this is Owen just trying to communicate with me. I'm not actually scared. I just want to know what the fuck he did, what the fuck's going on. Who Mm -hmm. are all these women jumping to their death? She kind of lets herself go with because because the presence is like just come with me so she sort of had mm. there's this scene where she sort of falls back into the boat and almost falls unconscious when she comes to she crosses the lake to discover on the other side of the lake there's a strange set of lights which are part of a reversed copy of a house that's just completely identical like right down to the number but even the number is reversed so the number's in the opposite <laughs> this is
1: order so good. I, I just, if we just pause there that's just really. That's just really good. That's just a really good plot point. Fucking a reversed house of your own house. I just like we're now in the point where we can at least say of this film, it is a very good idea. So we're now in like the ideation. Fucking eleven out of ten. We've got execution to come, but fucking hell.
0: And she looks in the window and sees ghostly figures of women with Owen. And at first, you're like, and even as the viewer, you're like, oh, that's her. She's looking at herself. This is a classic horror movie trope. But all the women in the different windows are women who look like her, but it just looks slightly different. Okay. And Owen's with all of them, like either arguing or cuddling them or whatever. Okay. And she's told she's having a dream. She gets to the front door opens it it's now daytime she's in her own house and she can see herself sleeping on the couch that woman wakes up and then looks at the door and that's her oh sick if that kind of makes sense yeah yeah yeah. but the door's open so she's like did i have a dream i don't know if i had a dream i don't know what that was but this is wild like something is happening there's a there's a presence here she goes on a bushwalk and looks for the reversed house again and finds it, although this time it is unfinished and empty. And it's like it's like covered in, you know, it it's not finished at all. Like it's it's basically the bones of a house. It's a half-finished okay. construction job. It's got scaffolding all over it. Mm. It, 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 is, it is not finished. And it's also densely hidden in brush. Like it's not something that's just on the oh. shore that you could float to. Okay. But it is kind of in the position it should be. She retrieves a strange statue from it. That is kind of, like, it's a bound woman with, like, it's Ooh, a, it's yeah. quite a disturbing statue. It's like a bound woman with long poles and spikes all through her. Mm. Kind of almost like some sort of weird voodoo doll. But it also reminded me of what you would see on the front of pirate ships. Yeah, okay. She retrieves a strange statue from the house and finds Mel on the bushwalk as well. Because Mel, obviously, is her neighbour and he's, you know, he goes on these bushwalks. And he's like, I do know a little bit about this house and he claims he never saw it but once saw Owen of the woods at night with a woman who looked like Beth and said that he had certain urges that he needed to take care of and he didn't want Mel to ever tell Beth and Mel had like tossed a turn about whether he should say something but he never told and he never said anything about yeah wow it. and so basically Mel knew that he was taking women to a strange house that he was building in the forest and never told the wife. And so the the mystery is getting deeper, but you still have Mm. no idea what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Searching Owen's laptop.
1: Shag, I'm in. Do they stick the landing mode? Like, I
0: like. <sighs> you better be fucking ready. This is so good. Okay. This is so good. So, searching Owen's laptop, she finds more photos of women who look similar to her. Identifies the statue from one of his books as an occult voodoo doll.
1: Sorry, sorry. Can you refresh my memory? What's the note to himself? Trick it. Don't let them see. Don't let it.
0: W- it's something like trick it. Don't let it win, or trick it. Mm. Don't let it in, or something like that.
1: Yeah, okay. So we're trying to trick it by having false versions of her. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're yeah, very okay. good. Like, okay. I mean, uh, you are very good at picking mm. this. And uh, let's see well, Let's see what's happening here, right?
1: Wikipedia help. Like, frankly, I'm going to pick it from
0: <laughs> people who know the spoiler answer already, to be So she identifies a statue from one of his books as an occult voodoo doll and mm. determines that Owen was trying to learn how to trick and trap demonic entities. Beth finds the bookstore where Owen bought the books and encounters a girl called Madeline, one of the women from Owen's photos. She confronts her in the bookstore and she denies sleeping with him. She's like, I did know your husband. I never slept with him. Beth visits Claire, who asks her to spend a few days away from the house. She agrees and heads home to pack where she threatens the ghost in the house. She gets home and she's like, hey, I'm leaving for a couple of days. Fucking show yourself like... If you are here, if you're still looking after me or if you're trying to haunt me or whatever, just let me know. Like, tell me. Anyway. Madeline, of all people, arrives and is like, hey, I actually want to tell you a little bit more about what happened with Owen because I don't feel cool about this. (sighs) Beth is like, how do you know where I live? And Madeline's like, oh, because I've been here before. (laughs) So... Madeline tells Beth how Owen invited her to the reverse house. When Owen kissed her, because they were having a nice moment, and she's like, look, I'm really sorry. I was totally willing to cheat with him, but it didn't happen because when he kissed me, he attempted to choke me. I got to a point where I feared for myself. I fought back. He stopped. He apologized, and he drove her back home. Uh, And that's what happened. Right? Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So a drunk Beth is like, what the fuck? Goes back to the reverse house, to the night house. And under the floorboards, she finds all the bodies of the women Owen had photographed. Right? Right? Okay.
1: How does does she conclude that that they're the same women? Well, I guess that's maybe not
0: the issue. You, I mean, you just, uh, you, yeah, look, well, that could, it, uh, could, it yeah, could be, it could be, it
1: could be a massive <laughs> <Sorry>. coincidence. <laughs> and he's like,
0: and his ghost is like, oh no no, 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 I did kill heaps of people, but They're just not those women yeah, were something else. Yeah. No. But- <laughs> All right, so she is like, fuck, my husband's a murderer. What the fuck? <clears throat> she goes home, and the the ghost is there and does it have
1: corporeal form is it like hey no no it's, it's hey, totally
0: visible and in fact it only shows itself it's quite a clever technique in that it shows itself in like outlines of shadows or oh, outlines sick. of things i that, think we like, saw that so, in the
1: trailer it yeah you
0: might see like because of the way the camera is placed in it and a door and like a, a cupboard or in the foreground it looks like a person but when you get closer or the camera moves that person disappears yeah sick Anyway, so this this force—I can't remember exactly what happens—but I think she basically she goes home because she's like fucking hell. My husband was a murderer. She has a shower. I think the thing communicates to her via the like the Steam, steamed up window, yeah, yeah,
1: Invisible Man style. Let's get it.
0: And there's this there's this kind of like weirdly tender sexual, moment. Yeah, tender, yeah, yeah, it, it feels a little bit sexual actually, mm. where she's finally like, "Are you here?" And it's like, "Yes." And she does a really good job of acting this because she acts like being hugged by this presence, and then it sort of is like, and then she sort of turns around, and he's this presence is sort of hugging her from behind, and she's feeling like because in the end it's like she was scared, but she actually just wanted to some sort of closure. She wanted to hear from Owen again, and like even (laughs) if he's a murderer, it's like she just wanted to hear from Owen again. Okay, all right, all right. So she's like. Owen, I'm so glad you're back. And the present is like Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm not Owen. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Like it like it, it, I think like I'm now happy enough to say too big to fail. There's no <laughs> way this movie can go now. That is a letdown. Like that's that's fucking sticking the landing.
0: The spirit reveals that it is not Owen and shows her visions of Owen attacking and murdering the women. The entity drags her through the house, reveals that it is what Beth saw when she died in the car accident and identifies itself as nothing. It's basically like it has Uh, this great line.
1: Fuck, that actually sucks. I hate that. No, no, no. It
0: has this fucking great line where it's like, there's nothing after you die, only me. I fucking love that. I'm like, that is cool as hell.
1: Look, we're, like As a family, we're fresh out of an episode of Greeking Out where Odysseus <laughs> just left um, the island of the Cyclopes. And um, <laughs> he's like, hey, lead Cyclops, uh, who's Poseidon's son, uh, my name's Nobody. And then um, Odysseus blinds the Cyclops. And Cyclops is like, oh, Nobody blinded me. And the, the other Cyclopes are like, oh, man. Like, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get to avenge you? It's like, nobody, nobody blinded me. And I just find it a really fucking corny bit of writing. that was corny 2,500 years ago, and I find it corny today. But perhaps I need to be more uh, considered and less in my greeking out era.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's Mm. fair. But anyway, this entity explains that ever since Beth died and came back, it's wanted her to return. <clears throat> and it had been whispering in Owen's ear to kill Beth, to bring Beth back to it. And he resisted. And so what happened, Owen built the reverse house And murdered the Beth look likes inside it, trying to trick the nothing, trying to save Beth, trying to prevent her from being saved. Because all he thought, he thought he was just hearing voices being like, you have to kill Beth. And he was like, the only way I can stop this is if I kill myself. Hence his note being like, there's nothing after you anymore, you're safe. Right? Like, it, it kind of all makes sense.
1: Yeah, that that actually seems shit. Like, that's a shit suicide. Like, anyway, <laughs> if, like, if that's really what he. Anyway, sorry, yes. <laughs> he didn't die by suicide properly, Shag. That's no. not. Well, no, sorry. Now we're getting into the sort of yeah. discourse I I'd avoid.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well yep, it's yep, more yep. a
1: drafting question though, right? <laughs> I'm like, it's more a communication question. <laughs> it would have been handy if it said, there is a curse I've been trying you know, there's a demon I've been trying to save you from who's been following you since this time. I built this reverse house. Yeah, anyway.
0: Nothing eventually realized the trick, and obviously then once Owen was dead, came after her. <clears throat> it then traps Beth in a position like the statue that she had retrieved from the house earlier. I think it's interesting as well that, like, whatever the thing is, it's like it can subtly affect things in the world, but it can't actually just kill Beth. Like, she just has to die so it can come back to her. So it's trying to do everything in its power. It's kind of like a more mature version of Final Destination.
1: Yeah, okay. So we're doing electrical fuses or whatever.
0: (laughs) So in the morning, Claire arrives and sees evidence of A Fight in the House. Claire, remember, is her friend who's concerned about her and she was supposed to go and spend, like, a couple of days away with her. Discovering the gun Owen used to kill himself is gone. She rushes out to the dock with Mel, her neighbour, where they both find Beth floating out in the boat with the gun and she's kind of just, like, like, she's holding the gun in her lap. She's kind of looking down, sort of in a catatonic state. In Nothing's Dimension, the Entity tries to convince Beth to join it by killing herself. But Beth decides to put the gun down and not uh, die by suicide. As soon as she moves the gun away from herself, Beth returns to the real world, where Claire is swimming toward the boat to save her, pulls her into the water, and swims her back to the shore.
1: Saves her by pulling her out of the boat. You
0: okay? Yeah, I think I think just to be like, get away- like, like whatever's in this uh, boat is bad. Yeah, scenario. and and to be like, I, I don't want you to shoot yourself. And if I pull you into the water, you won't be able to like hold the gun and like. Yeah. It'll okay. be, like it. It. It feels like it a makes smart sense. move at the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I also don't know how deep lakes are.
1: And I, I don't want to save shame anyone either. As well, perhaps <laughs> that's the way to save people. And I just have to respect that.
0: <laughs> Once ashore, mm. Beth looks back at the boat. And sees the outline of the entity in the water, in like a shadow. Like it's so quite, there's like a shadow in the water that shouldn't mm. quite be there. That's the entity just sitting there watching her. Mel asks her what she is staring at and, and says, There's nothing there. To which Beth replies, I know. I know. Mm.
1: Is, that, is that the end of the film?
0: That's the end of the Nighthouse.
1: Look, extremely good. That's a real clangor of a fucking final night. <laughs> like, i <got> right. like. <laughs>
0: You just it's don't de- like the wordplay. You think the wordplay's a bit cheap.
1: Yeah, I do. I do think that's corny. <laughs> but aside from that, perfect-ish film. Shay, like <laughs> I, I, I've got more or less zero notes. Yeah, did not enjoy Owen being like, ugh, the afterlife is like this, you fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) that's, that's yeah. It is
0: funny how she literally died and he's literally telling him, and he's like, no, I I reckon I can convince you that Hmm. there's something there. I'm not sure
1: that was your experience. Your experience (laughs) is what I suspected it was. It wasn't what you actually experienced. Like... I mean, the patriarchy, like, it's going to be hard to... Like, this is a great 50 years of making content for blokes. It's a really good time. Blokes, if you're listening, just take, just shut the fuck up. I think it's a pretty pretty good bit of advice. And uh, that advice holds if you're thinking of walking up to Shag, who's doing a great job of DJing at your niece's wedding. And even though you think you're a young, hip uncle, who's only, like, 13 years older than all the cool kids in the bridal party, and you reckon you've got just the... Like you think Lil Jon and Usher really did it with Yeah, and it'll just set the set set the party off right? I think no. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?